Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're talking about the Berlin public transportation system. Ooh. This is actually a request from a fan, from a listener. Um, Maybe more than one, I think. Yeah, I think a few have, because we mentioned, you know, a lot about the system here and how, how great it is, but not the real specifics of, you know, really what it is, how to use it, where it goes, what the lines are like. I think it'll be good information for a first-time user, but even like an avid subway public transit user we're throwing in a lot of uh, nice trivia and good stuff that will make it and some stories to make it worth the listen so I think it will be come along with me Thank you all for joining us. Here we are. It is, what is it? It is episode... Uh, 83. 83. Ooh, yes, sir. A nice odd number. Love it. <laughs> it happens every other time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope everyone uh, had a great Halloween. Uh, just this past weekend. Yes, exactly. Uh, while we're recording, Halloween is about to come up. But in a way, we feel like we've already had the full Halloween because we had a uh, party at yes. Alex's house we last did. weekend. A little Halloween shindig. Yeah. It was, it was the monster mash, we, if you will. We did, in fact, mash the monsters. They did the mash? They the did monster, monster mash. Yeah, love it. Uh, but yeah, good times. Uh, lots of lots of people dressed. Up. It's it's always kind of funny when you're going to Halloween parties in Berlin or Germany in general because, you know, you're kind of like the outlier. Like you know, Halloween is not as big as it is in the right, states. Right. So I think you get definitely get more people going. Like, what the hell is wrong with these people? And, and I notice also as well, um, a lot of Germans think, or you know, for Halloween when you dress up, and it has to be like a scary costume. And the yeah. states like you just dress up as whatever you want. True. So I was uh, Super Mario, and people didn't like. Why are you that? That's not scary. No, it because it have to be. Yeah, because I always tell people like now the U.S. Halloween is just being something other than yourself. Right. Like, you, like and, you can well, dress up as a doctor, not an evil doctor, just a normal and, doctor or whatever. And I think the reason is in Germany they have fashion, and that's their holiday to dress up as slash whatever you want. Carnival. Or slash yeah. Carnival. Yeah. So I think that's kind of like their dress up as whatever you want holiday, and Halloween is like the scary one. Where we just have one holiday. Which I don't mind it. Like, it's cool they want to go scary. Because ha- Halloween, Halloween should be scary. Uh, but yeah, yeah. If you just dress up as, yeah, as Mario walking on the pitch. Actually, in Berlin, it wouldn't really stand up. He'd be like, yeah, he's. There's a guy in a red hat. He digs. And overalls. He digs Mario. Yeah, this guy loves Mario. Yeah. <laughs> all good. I've seen weirder. He eats a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, that was a good time. So I hope you all had a safe Halloween. Yes. Um, you know, we want to, we got recently uh, got a donation and we wanted to just thank that person, of course, and also remind people we are a, a non-profit activity and you know we, we put in that good old uh, what do they, they call it the good old college try what do they call it we uh, do yeah uh to, to, to give you guys quality fun entertainment you know and that, that stuff it, it costs money so um if if you're feeling it uh throw you know you go ahead and throw a donation our way via our donation button that's at the bottom of the page of every page of our website every euro helps so uh it does it really does uh we, we appreciate it all, all of it because without absolutely. it we, we actually couldn't even be doing a podcast anymore yeah, yeah. The, it does get expensive it does yeah and the donations we've received so far really um yeah have just helped us push forward so thanks to all of you yes um, and other pretty exciting news, actually, Ooh, uh, yeah. Jeff. By the time this comes out, the USA has officially began accepting... <laughs> Wait, which US? The US? The US of A. A. That okay. one, okay. yes. Uh, they officially are accepting now European tourists through its borders, which they weren't doing since the beginning of, of the pandemic. Right. So for all of you Germans that have been waiting to visit the States yes. for the past year and a half, uh, but couldn't do it, now you can go ahead. 
Lovely. Um, I mean, yeah. finally, people are saying, ah, it doesn't affect you, but it's like, okay, well, we have German girlfriends that then can then not join us to trips to the US, which sucks. So. Right. I, I didn't know this when I went to the States a few weeks ago. Um, Bobby was supposed to come with me, but we didn't know that you people in the EU were still banned. But I, I th- they I were. We, I think we knew it, but it, it had been going on for so long, we just assumed it was I over we, by then. Yeah, I think that's more what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And Germany was already allowing in, well, not anymore, but at the time we were allowing in US people. For so. a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, weird. Uh, now, since today's episode revolves around public transport, you know, we thought it'd be fun to mention some public transport news. You know, we, we've had several segments on our shows. We had, ooh, what was it? We had uh, airport news for, yes. for a while. And we I did mean, a lot of airplane things going on for a bit. Yeah. I think we had Audubon news once, but this mm. is the most exciting of them all. Public, Public transport news. News. And this news comes from our neighbors to the south. I'm talking about Austria. Starting tomorrow, October 28th, Austria is offering, offering a revolutionary new train ticket. It costs a little over a thousand euro per year. And you're going, whoa, what? Daddy. daddy. What is that? What is that? But here's what you get for a thousand euro per year. The one ticket will allow you to travel on the public transit of any city in Austria, meaning buses, trams, subways, S-Bahns in Vienna, Innsbruck, Klagenfurt, Graz, wherever you want to go in Austria. And on the top, you can also ride every regional and national train within Austria. So this one ticket lets you ride literally every public transportation option in the entire country, and you can do so 50 times a day, every day for 365 days a year. And in the end, it only comes out to €3.50 per day. And they're calling it their climate ticket because the goal is to uh, get people out of their cars and into trains. Yes. Whether or not it works. Now, um, you might be saying, ooh, I'm a young student, can't afford this. Well, for students or or people under the age of 26, it's only 821 euro per year. Now, think about it. Just the Berlin uh, public transit ticket, which we'll get to soon, the annual one is 720 euro per year. So for 100 euro more, you could ride the whole country. The whole country. Yeah. (laughs) So it's actually a very good deal if you, um, you know, go places. Yeah, that's... That's super cool. I, I hope more countries will follow that that trend. And, uh, and and I like how the whole goal is to get people out of cars into trains because you know my feeling on cars. He I hates hate them. them. <laughs> he wants to. He's the one who burns all the cars in Berlin. He doesn't. <laughs> he won't tell you. But at night he's like a bandit in a mask going around burning cars. <laughs> Any point, sire listening? This is hearsay. This is uh, <laughs> this is humor. Uh, but yeah, um, it's 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 really cool. Now I, I did read that it took three or four years of negotiations to make it oh, happen I believe it, yeah. because you know all, every city had to agree to this the national train uh, company had to agree to this and you know implementing it t- took a while and, I'm sh- and plus of course um all these cities and and, and uh, counties are now losing a lot of money because they originally had their own oh, true you yeah. know because because in the end they're all getting a much smaller slice of the pie so but apparently the austrian government um kind of eventually they agreed to subsidize it, you know, with however many million dollars. But and yeah, I'm wondering too. So if the plan is, which I agree with is to get more people into trains and out of cars, I wonder if they're gonna have a plan for having trains run more often. So they're not, you know, incredibly overcrowded. Uh, that I don't know. I mean, Austria is a small country, so how crowded do they really get? I mean, it's like 9 million people, the entire country. So, right. But if they have the capacity right now for that, those people, and then it's going to be more because more people be out of cars. True. You know, it's all I, relative. Or, or maybe they're just throwing a few extra trains on the, yeah. you know, to, to the, like the popular so, routes. I thought yeah. about that in Berlin. If they, if, you know, right now they're running every five minutes. If they have more people on the trains, get rid of cars, then they'll need to run every two, three minutes because they're, they're crowded as is a lot of the time. Which would be a logistical nightmare to add, you know, so, uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I, I mean, I, again, those the three, four years of research probably included 
talks about that. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. I mean, I hope so. Because it's not just an easy thing. Like, hey, free tickets. I'm not that smart of a guy. I hope those politicians are a little bit smarter than I am. That's what I mean. That's why I always say, like, that's why you elect people because I want somebody smarter than me that can handle this stuff. So uh, I don't want to elect someone I come have a beer with. I want someone who looks down at me and says you're an idiot. I want the guy who makes the beer. I want the guy who makes the beer. And other news, unfortunately. The uh, COVID-19 cases in Germany are con- is continuing to rise, uh, surprisingly. Mm. Uh, in the past day, Germany saw a rise of over 23,000 new infections. And it's exponentially upward trend, unfortunately, is not showing a sign of ending or yeah, changing, at least. Sucks. And for comparison, just so everyone remembers, the, f- the first lockdown when the pandemic was supposedly at its worst, we had only 6,000 cases per day. We now have over 20,000 every day for the past week. So yeah. um, that means it's about, you know, yeah, four times as worse as it was in the original I mean, harsh lockdown. It's, it's, it's just bizarre to me because, you know, we have almost 70% of the population is vaccinated. Yeah. Well, it's I like just, 65%. 65. Yeah. Like, so you so got 40% is still a big chunk. And, and I guess if all these bars aren't checking and restaurants aren't checking for the 2G or 3G rule and people aren't vaccinated yeah. or going in, they're getting sick. Like, I guess it makes sense. Which we've, unfortunately, we've encountered the other day. We went to remember yeah. that bar. They didn't mm-hmm. check that anybody had, and even though they're supposed to, legally required. Yeah. On our, on our Halloween weekend, we had the party. And then before that, we went to go see uh, Halloween Kills, the new Michael Myers movie. Yeah, that was fun. Which was awesome. I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. Yeah. Even though there, there's more bad movies than good ones, but I still love yeah. the franchise. The thing is, if you're not a fan, as a movie, you'll probably like just not like that movie, I'm guessing. Right. Um, but um, as a Halloween fan, I'm really digging this uh, these this new set of reboots, whatever you want, remakes, yeah, it's, reboots, whatever it's you want to call it. It's fun. So, or I guess not even reboots, sequels. And technically sequels. <laughs> technically yeah. sequels, yeah. Um, anyways, it could be a whole other podcast talking about that and how that makes sense. That so should be our next podcast. <laughs> we will move on to the the good stuff. We will. But before we do, uh, everyone listening. No, no, Alex, you, you misunderstood me. By the good stuff, I meant your whole spiel about our website. Oh, amazing, Jeff. So just, no, for some, I wanted to just roll right oh, in. Sometimes we're not on the same page, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for everyone listening, um, we, really, we really appreciate all of you listening in the first place. Absolutely. But, uh, if you appreciate us, we really appreciate, I'm saying that word a lot. That's That was like five appreciates. Uh, well, that's how much I appreciate it. Uh, a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That, uh, we, we read them all. We love them all. And it does keep us going. And, um, and it just makes our podcast more um, readily uh, advertise other people who can, who can, who can want, sure. who want to hear this content. Also reminds us that people are out there actually listening to also what, true. what we're yeah. saying. So, and uh, yeah, check out our website. It's a G D W podcast.com. That's a G D W.com. Uh, nope. A G D W podcast.com. <laughs> what were you saying before? I said a G D W. Oh yeah. So yeah. A G D W podcast.com. Now, now look, cause soon we're going to have a new feature. It's going to be our shelf of fame. Uh, so listeners will become shelf worthy, uh, for certain reasons. We will let you know. Uh, so you guys can, <laughs> once you we figure it out, we'll let you know. Yeah, we're, we're in the process of, of doing it. So, uh, some of our top listeners will get on that shelf and you are, you're there to stay. You're in the no, shelf. Nobody's picking you up. Uh, you're going to be dusty in a year. And you are officially shelf worthy shelf worthy certified (laughs) certified shelf worthy um yeah so let's go into this whiskey which i hope is shelf worthy it looks it looks like a damn cool bottle i'll tell you that so this bottle was uh brought to us not just donated but physically brought to us at our meetup that we had a few weeks ago by a loyal listener anna 
Um, yeah, thanks, now, Anna, because she carried that for like five thousand miles yeah. in, in her suitcase all the way to Berlin, inc- including that plus a bag of candy. So super yes. sweet. Yeah. So Anna, you're you're an absolute legend. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll be on our wall of shelf of fame. We'll see. Um, and this is a whiskey from Colorado called Law's Whiskey House, San Luis Valley or San Luis Valley, uh, straight rye whiskey. And I love a good rye. It uh, the batch number is twelve B. Definitely handwritten on there, which I really like. I like when it's a little bit of handwriting on the on the whiskey bottles. It makes sure. it feel more personal. Yeah, and I also just love a nice small small batch, small distillery. You know, you, yeah. you, you can tell us it's from a small distillery because you just how often are you gonna have access to that? You know, so I'm so happy she brought something that there's just no way we could get that in Germany ever. For sure, for sure. This is I'll read the back for you. I've read the back of a bottle in a long time. Well, yeah, Should I do that? Yeah, you I, that? Actually, I think you've done it every single time. But okay, let's, let's go. Hey, okay. <laughs> Seven thousand four hundred feet above sea level in Colorado's mm-hmm. San Luis Valley, the Cody family has been cultivating this low yield, semi wild rye grain since the 1930s. So it's not like. Crazy wild. It's a semi-wild. <laughs> we fell in love with how it fermented and distills into a terror-driven, unapologetic whiskey. Aged for at least three years in our rarefied thin air. That's true. This rye mm. is luxurious in texture, generous in perfume, and abundant with flavor notes of mint, anise, uh, <laughs> anise, Salted toffee, orange peel, and fig, and finishes with a radiant serrano pepper spice. You know what? I gotta drink this. Like, this sounds amazing. Yeah, they, they just they just talk that up. What's anise? C- couldn't tell you. Sounds like I'm saying anus in a French accent. That's why it gave me a little giggle. Okay, uh, let's pop this guy. It's got a huge. So it's a small bottle. It's a it's a three hundred twenty five milliliter bottle. But it's like thick glass though. It's, it's really a really strong bottle. Yeah, thick glass and it has a huge cork at the top, which I love. Wooden giant. Big fan. Let's pop it. Hmm. Interesting. Hard. That was yeah. hard to pull off. All right. It was like it's like a like a click then a plump. <laughs> I, I hope you like it, Jeff. Come on, man. That is the, I think it's, it has a what? wide mouth. Should I put some of that in mind? Ah, it's gonna spill everywhere, isn't it? There you go. Oh my lord! He poured like half the glass. Yeah, Jesus. that was a lot. That's for me. <laughs> It is no. a wide mouth. I, I mean, the thing is, like, eventually we're probably going to get asked for another splash, but I like to just start off a little conservative here. So that's true. Okay, I just promised myself a lot too. Actually, oh, cheers, cheers. Let's see what the guys smell. Oh, there's good. a lot going on there. I, mean, I really hope this is good because we had such a terrible whiskey last week. So we got. Oh baby, that's oh. good. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's got a lot of flavors going on. That's good. Yeah, there's just. There's a, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, right. There's, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> Sorry, I got, throat got used to the um, the cola that we we're drinking last week. <laughs> the, the warm cola. That's yeah. That's great. All right. Let's let's work. Let's do this. All nice. right. I'm getting excited here. I'm ready now. Yeah. Let's get ready to get on. Now, uh, Alex, what what are we talking about today? We're gonna get ready to board the train Ooh. and go on a journey. Now, do we have a ticket? Let's talk about that, Jeff. Okay. Let's, let's get into that later. Okay. But yeah. <coughs> boarding the train where in berlin hey well, this is berlin public transit <laughs> coming at you right now <laughs> oh my let's make that the last time we do that so um <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh 
Oh my god! Right. Excuse us, guys. Anyways, um, where were we? We're public, public, public transport. Public transport. I, I'm totally right with you. Okay, we're sloppy. We're on the same page. Here. All right. So, um, yeah, I'll just talk a bit about. Uh, let's 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 talk about our experiences a bit with public transport before coming. So back um, when we still lived in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or just anywhere previously, I guess. So, like you know, growing up, I lived in a small town, and Rhode Island doesn't really have any public transport besides mm. a bus called the Ripta, the Rhode Island Public Transport Association, I think. So it's ripped up. Uh, never taken it in my life because you just drive a car everywhere. Sure. And it comes like once every like hour. I don't know. And then be, and also like I've been to Boston a few times to the subway. I bit there and also a bit in New York, but mostly with friends and people. So I never really like paid attention to how to use public transport. Ah, okay. True. So moving here was definitely a, a, a huge learning curve of, of like what the hell, how, how do I know it's trying to get on where to transfer? Uh, thank God for Google maps. But um, without that, I would have been absolutely screwed. Yeah. And, and, and I think this is brings up a good point because a lot of people will think, ah, why are they talking about this? Well, it's like before you come to a city that has, you know, this like a huge public transit network, like right. it's really foreign to you, especially if you're from the U.S. Most cities don't have, you know, every city you go to has buses, right? But they're usually... I don't know, every 20 minutes and most people don't use them because, you know, the U.S. is very like a car culture. Right. It depends where you live, but same. I, I lived in a, a small 10,000 person town. There was, you know, a bus line and, yeah. but everyone, you know, you, you owned a car. That was the thing to go everywhere. And yeah, so I, you know, I could drive to San Francisco and I'd say like, oh, okay, they have like a subway like called BART, but it has like just a handful of lines, you know, relatively small compared to... Um, LA has a public transport now, or the, now that it's brand new, isn't it? It's... It, the LA one is kind of crap. Uh, <laughs> it was like in the, in the mid to late 90s, they're like, okay, well, we, this isn't going to last because uh, our, our roads are already like jam-packed little people. Yeah. And so they, they built this subway, but again, it had like three lines... And it went nowhere that anyone actually lived. You know what I mean? It like it like went to like Sunset and Vine, like the tourist destinations, stuff like that. And it and the problem is there wasn't enough lines to get somebody all the way home. So it, the thing is, you had to you had, oh, yeah, okay. you had to drive ten minutes to the nearest station, and and then get, you know <laughs> and, then, and then get on the station. Now the past few years they've been building more of these kind of tram slash subway lines, kind of branching off of this subway thing, you know, cool. going all the way to the beach. So they definitely are trying. I can't tell you how it is now, but I know when I lived there 10 years ago, it was just like, it was something for fun. I, you wrote, I rode once, but the thing is it never went, like there was never a station near my A or near my B. You know what I mean? Like, right, right. Yeah. Um, so it didn't, maybe for some people, it, it got lucky enough that your house was near a station and it happened to be near another station near your work. Near work but, or something, yeah. But that was like 10%. I once looked up the ridership of it and it was 10% of what the Berlin public transit system is and LA is much as many more millions of people so that's so that so not many people were using it so it's kind of like a token like hey we got a subway but right it's Move not la we got a subway yeah it's not like the new york subway that everyone's using you know what i mean unfortunately right. so but yeah so i i had very little experience until i went uh when i was 18 uh 19 did some backpacking through europe and then suddenly every city we're going to had it you know so right. it was a, a a big learning curve of trying to figure and, and you know each system is different um in general they're very similar but so it took me I think that that like traveling around Europe was when I was like learning. Okay, how do you use this? How do you? And, and use I think it? once you're used to like kind of one way of doing it, you kind of know how to use every public transport. Maybe the cards yeah. that he pays differently or whatever. But like you generally have a good you know gist of it. When I go to London or or you know um, really anywhere else, 
I can understand how to use it now. Sure. Exactly. So like, it's kind of like a one size fits all like, you right. know, but like you said, yeah, tickets are different and stuff like that. But you know, in general, now, like what does the Berlin public transit as a whole offer? Yeah. So the, 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 the system offers like just, just everything, Jeff, everything you want, just but everything. the kitchen sink, you know, give me the showcase. So they have the U-Bahn. Uh, we, we talked about this before, but we'll quickly over it again. They have the U-Bahn, which is the underground. Um, so, Bahn is like a train, Bahn. So yeah. U-Bahn, U- underground. U means Untergrundbahn, which means right. underground, subway, literally subway. subway. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the U-Bahn's underground, which is pretty sweet. Sometimes it pops above ground every once in a while, but usually mm. underground. Uh, there's the S-Bahn, which is always above the ground, not on the ground, but above it, flying and hovers. Like <laughs> ele- elevated tracks. And how would you just... S-Bahn's always difficult for me to describe because I would just say it's like it's like a subway, but it's above ground. Yeah. And I think the biggest difference is the subway has um, a higher frequency of stations, whereas like the, the S-Bahn is meant for you to more travel greater distances within a city. You know, like Right. On the, the, S- on the S-Bahn, the distance between the stations is a lot longer, but it also drives faster as well. And, and the S-Bahn in Berlin, it branches out twice as far as the U-Bahn does. You know what I mean? Right. It, goes, yes. it goes much more into the suburbs, which as the, the U-Bahn doesn't. Right, the U-Bahn's very yeah. in the city. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's, really good. that's a really good point or way to say that. Uh, there's trams, which are on the ground. And also, it's weird because uh, in Vienna, they, they much more use the Strassen, because it's called a Strassenbahn, street bond. Right. But in um, Germany, most people use the English word tram more often than, Str- than Strassenbahn. I've heard Strassenbahn too, maybe because in Berlin, you want to shorten it to like Strassenbahn or the S-Bahn, but that's actually something else, you know, the S-Bahn. Oh. I don't know. But yeah, there's a tram. Um, of course, there are buses. And there's also a ferry, which I think we mentioned a few episodes More, ago. Not just one. Like, there's a few different lakes. Have, have, there's a few ferries. Right. And now all of these can be used with one ticket. Right, one ticket. Now, all of them... Okay, this is going to get more complicated. All of them are ran by the Beifalge or BVG, except for the S-Bahn, which is run by Deutsche Bahn, which is the national train operator. But even though pieces of it are operated by different people, it's considered one one unit. It's one right. ticket that covers everything. It's the same thing. So if you buy a ticket on the bus and you have an all-day ticket, you can use that ticket on the S-Bahn right. or on the right. which uh, we'll, trams. We'll get into we'll more get when we get to it. Um, interesting fact, the trams are mostly like 99.5% True. in the east of Berlin, and there are no trams in the west but they're going to be changing that, I think, in the next you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like the West used to have as many uh, trams as the East, but when the wall went up, the West more switched to everything to buses, removed all the tram tracks. East, East Germany kept all their trams. And now if you look at a tram tram map, you can see like this this just like straight line where basically the Berlin Wall used to be. Right. Um, but yeah, like you said, yeah, tra- tracks are coming in more and more to the West. Um, they're creeping. Now, uh, you're asking yourself, Jeff, how can I understand this topic with no facts? I need the facts. Oh, we need some facts, baby. Let's throw Fact us, us up. Let's throw in some quick facts. Number one. Now, the Berlin U-Bahn, like how? How big, how big could the Berlin subway system be? Isn't like the New, mean, York, New York one the most massive one in the world? It's big. Well, the Berlin subway system, the U-Bahn, has 175 stations that runs over 150 kilometers of track, of which, as you mentioned, 80, 80% is underground. So nice. 20% of the time, the subway, it pops up for a little look and then goes back underneath. Um, what's, what's going on above ground? Make sure everything is uh, is kosher. Which is, it, honestly, it's nice to get some see some sun sunlight once in a while that's you know? true um now on average roughly 500 million people use the u-bahn every year and that's just the u-bahn that's just the u-bahn now tell us about <coughs> the Excuse s-bahn me. 
The S-Bahn runs 168 stations, so almost as many as the U-Bahn. So S-Bahn, 168 stations on over 330 kilometers of track. So you can see it spread across a more greater area, right? There. Right. It began in 1924. However, steam trains did operate on similar routes to what would later be upgraded, electrified, entered into the S-Bahn lines, as we know today. Nice. And I, and I think, I didn't write it down, but I think the U-Bahn, the first line went in in 1902. Okay. So, so almost 120 years ago, uh, this public transit system came into effect basically pretty wild right uh, yeah and what about what about the buses and the buses are over there's over 2600 bus stops in berlin it's Two, like 2600 if, if you add all these numbers up it's gonna be a lot that's it that's the number and the reason we're throwing this at you is just to show you like the the kind of the uh the, the, just the reach of this system right. you know it, it and and it's one of the reasons why no matter where you live in berlin I mean, you're you could you can throw a rock and you're gonna hit an U-Bahn or an S-Bahn or a Easy. tram state. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're you're always gonna be near something unless you live in the sticks, and then it's just that's just that just sucks. <laughs> uh, now, a, a good another good factoid. Uh, you know, if if there's a good pub quiz, if you're your, ever in a trivia night. No, Alex. On your next trip to Pyongyang in North Korea, oh, yes, which yes. is the capital of North Korea, mm. we know we know you love to uh, do your winters in Pyongyang. Yes. Um, the next time you're there and you're riding their subway, their metro system, it might look a little familiar, and that is because since 1997, the Pyongyang metro system in North Korea mainly uses old Berlin subway trains. Now, these trains um, are some of the older ones from the 70s, early 80s. And uh, they basically, they, in the 90s, they made a little a little deal with Germany to because sh- Germany was, um, you know, had bought some newer versions of their subway trains. So we're going to just scrap them anyways. Now, was this during, the, was this during um, when the wall was still up? Because maybe the USSR no, dealt with... Since 97. So mm. um, oh, yeah, that's true. after. Um, but but I, knew, I do know most of the trains were former East German trains because um, West Germany had already upgraded its trains Okay. Um, by that point, so but it was a lot of uh, so yeah. So so basically, and and the, you, if you look online, you can see pictures like of these um, um, what do you call it? Those, those the large, cabins. No, no. I mean of the large um, what do you got? Like cargo ships. Yeah. And, and you'll see literally like fifty Berlin U bahn trains stacked on top of each other, going so, over to North Korea. Yeah. So I was just stacking a train. Right. Can you just? I'm just gonna stack a train today. Cranes. <laughs> cranes are cranes are crazy. Cranes really, are, I love cranes. How do you build a crane with another crane? With another crane, and, and that's, that is true. Like uh, we had construction in our house the other day—not uh, the other day, the other year—and they had they brought in one of these Mondo huge cranes, and they actually first brought in a smaller crane to help build the larger crane. And but then, the, what what came? It's like the chicken and egg thing. What came first? <laughs> who built a smaller crane? <laughs> a smaller crane? A smaller crane? And who built that? A man <laughs> <laughs> who could reach as high, who could, could reach really high? <laughs> Someone who's like three meters tall, right? <laughs> Uh, anyways, um, yeah, I like that fact a lot. I actually saw that I was watching a documentary about North Korea mm. and I saw this is like the public transportation. I was like, that, that's a U6 train right there. Yeah. And the reason is because these older Ubon trains have this fake wood paneling on the inside. And yeah. it's just, once you and see they, it, they still use them today. Yeah. And yeah, once you see it though, like, like you cannot not recognize a Berlin U-Bahn train, the interior. Now, speaking of the, now say a uh, tourist or somebody's moving here. Now, what should they look like? What, what What's like an easy giveaway that they're near like an U-Bahn right. or S-Bahn station? You know That's what I mean? That's a good question. So the U-Bahn, you'll see a, um, it's a U surrounded by a blue circle. Yeah, a white U. A white yeah. U and a blue circle. And the S-Bahn is a white S and a green circle. 
Yeah. So, and, and it, you can't miss it. And it's actually, it's, it's good to say because when you are a tourist here, out the distance, you'll usually see this blue, this blue or the green signs, or you see a U or S, and you're like, oh, okay, perfect. I know I'm near something. I can walk to that and exactly you know, get and, back home. And the buses, you'll just kind of see um, stations. Because the thing is, you, you'll mostly be using the U-Bahn and the S-Bahn. Um, you'll use buses sometimes, but like, I rarely, rarely, rarely use a bus. I use them when I have to, when there's no other way of getting to that place. You know what right. I mean? Like, which yeah. is rare. It's usually like more on the outskirts or like some parts of the west. You need a bus. Or at nighttime when the um, U-Bahns are not running, but we'll get to that right. eventually. But but the, the general color scheme of the BVG, which is the public transit system, is yellow. So um, all the U-Bahns are yellow, the buses are yellow, the trams are yellow. Interior is yellow. Every, yellow and silver is like their scheme. So again, you see a big yellow thing, you know, okay, I'm gonna, that's where I need to be. Um, the only difference is the S-Bahns are yellow and red, but again, yellow is the... That's the overarching theme here. So, right. uh, and the sponsor is this weird green or blue on the inside. A nice mint green. It's a terrible color, actually. Right. Yeah. But uh, inside doesn't matter. It's just about getting to where you need to go. No, it's on the inside that counts, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. It's okay. Uh, now, one thing that I find super interesting about the public transportation here in Berlin is um, it is public transportation, right? That's what we're calling it. But like we said, they're run by two private companies. But it's still public. Yeah. It's, kind of, it's kind of like the healthcare here. Like it's public healthcare run by private companies. Don't ask us any more questions about that because I can't answer them to you. I don't understand how it works, but it's how it works. But but I know the Berlin government has last has the complete say on which private companies get that contract. So I guess the government of sure gets some like say so in what's happening. You know, like yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe all it's intertwined: the government, the private companies, the payments, everything. I don't understand how or why. I don't know why it's just not like the everything's just a Berlin whatever, but it is because sometimes you'll have it's like maybe it's better because sometimes you'll have the S Bahn uh, drivers on strike, so only the U Bahns are open, right? And sometimes you have U Bahn drivers on strike and only S Bahns are open. So if they were all the same company, then you'd be screwed, yeah. Right. So actually, in that kind of sense, it's kind of nice, and I guess they can they can compete with each other for better wages. Yeah. So maybe actually, that's a, maybe it's actually a good thing. That's a plus. And, and honestly, I, I get why you would hire. Deutsche Bahn to do your city's trains because I mean they, they've been doing trains in Germany forever. You right. know, what I mean? it's like they True. know they know trains, they know signaling, they can handle all the infrastructure. So why would I hire this prior company that does trains rather than trying to create your own government body that's going to be learning yeah, on I mean, the go? You know, I think we just answered our own question, Jeff. Mm, We're pretty yeah. smart guys. Um, anyways, now, 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 you know, Alex, you've, you've just arrived in Berlin you I know, have. as a tourist or you moved here you Hello, know, Berlin. and you're like, I, you know, I gotta get somewhere. I gotta, I gotta ride now. I do. Like, like, how are we going to start? So we get, we're, gonna get, we're, we're, we're showing up in an U-Bahn station. What's the first things we're going to do here? So I think the most shocking thing is you're, you're going to go down, walk down to the platform and you're going to notice a train just coming. You don't have to go through a, uh, a, a turnstile a turnstile or a barrier or whatever. Nobody checking your tickets. Yeah. And then you're thinking, Larry, where do I get a ticket? And that is the weird thing about this, how the system works here. You're with your friend, Larry. Sorry. You asked Larry where, the, where you get the ticket. Is that what you said? No, Larry. I mean, I could be with Larry, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not. Um, so you, you'll, 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 you'll need to get a ticket. You can't just walk on a train. I mean, you can, but you might get fined a lot of money. Which we'll get to. Right. Um, so you will see these ticket machines. You really can't miss them. They're usually, they're usually on either side, either end of the station or the platform. Yeah. With, and with big touch screens, yeah. Usually with big touch screens. And you, you can pay with card or, or cash or whatever. And that's where you want to buy your tickets. Um, now you can get like a short ticket. So for like six stops for like two euro. You can get a day ticket, which I think is like seven or eight euro. 
um, week tickets. They also have these um, tourist tickets, which you have like, I think it's like a week ticket, plus you get discounts at... Um, different museums that you're probably going to go to anyways. Right, yeah. museums and things. So that's pretty cool. Um, so that's the best way to get a ticket. Or you can use it on your phone. You can download the Gay app. Boom. Get a ticket right on there. Yeah, yeah. I, that's I, the easier way, I think. Absolutely. Um, ever, ever since I introduced that, I no oh, longer yeah. do paper tickets. I because it's because it's literally it's like you're walking to the subway, and as you're walking, you open up the app, you just click a- activate ticket, and now you have a ticket, and it's on your thing. And you just, exactly. Yeah, you're good to go. But if you get a paper ticket from the machines, um, you can't just take that ticket and go on. True. One more step. That's a really, really important step. So pay attention, everybody. Don't look at your phones anymore. It's important stuff. <laughs> Need your full attention. Once you get your ticket, your paper ticket, you'll see this little tiny box next to the machine, about like a half a meter away, with a little slot in it. Take your ticket, stick it in that slot, and then it's gonna validate your ticket for you and tell you the time you got it. Yeah, it's a it's a yellow metal box, the size of like a small mailbox. Um, and yep. and, again, and it and they have them on the trams. They have them um, now on, but on the. S-Bonds and U-Bonds are not, not on physically there. on the trains, but they are on the platforms. You just got to look for it. Um, it's I mean, next to the machine. I think on the platforms they're actually red, but on the trams are yellow, which I just realized that's a bad idea because that's not continuity there. That I um, remember. Um, but yeah, just look around. Just know you have to stick your ticket in and it'll stamp the date. And that way the person knows, okay, you started using this ticket at this time. So he knows when does this day ticket end? When is this two-hour ticket right. and whatever if you don't stamp it it's pretty much as good as having no ticket yeah yeah exactly and you're wondering but you don't they don't check tickets how are people gonna know well thing is they don't have people check tickets when you arrive but once in a while they have these kind of plain clothes undercover ticket controllers right. who what happen is um you'll be on the train you'll be, you'll be maybe even riding, riding 10 stations suddenly doors close and you'll hear fa cotton bitta or tickets please and there'll be two or three guys and they'll have these kind of black electronic devices in their hands and they'll have like a badge around their you know uh, neck saying that they're official ticket checkers i never actually looked at the badge what it says never um, never carried <laughs> and that, that's what they'll go through the entire train and they will check everybody's ticket now again it's not every time like they just show up randomly so it, it's kind of like the ticket system is kind of like an honor system it could be an honor system yeah there'll be there'll be months where i never get checked and then there'll be like a week where i get checked four times like today i got checked for the first time in, in a few weeks true yeah 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 and like you said sometimes months it, it's just pure luck like you, you can just go months and you just never happen to be on a train that they're on and then you just never get and then you, and then some people are like oh why did i pay for this i could have gone for free insight like, yeah okay well like hindsight's 2020 yeah but but um but thing is like um and this is actually a good uh factoid as well the bay Falge, the bvg estimates only three to four percent of people ride without a ticket so that means like 96 97 percent of germans and other people who live here uh do cool. do have a ticket and and it's true because if you're on an u-bahn they check tickets it's only like two people on that train of like 50 60 that have don't or, have or ticket, sometimes right? you'll see no one doesn't have a ticket. Like, yeah it happens a lot we don't see anybody who ever you know has in trouble and if you don't have a ticket it does cost you a lot of money you you will get fined 60 euro yeah and, and he, here's the system because this has happened to me about three times because what happens is sometimes like back in the day i had a a year pass yeah. where they gave 12 separate paper tickets, one for May, one for June. And just, you know, one month ended and the new month began. I forgot to take out the old. I didn't have the new one. You know, it's, I don't have a ticket, you know, so that there, one time I forgot that I was in zone C, didn't get the zone C extension, got a ticket. And then recently the other day I got one, um, but simply because the, the BVG app that night wasn't working. And so I couldn't show the person I had a ticket and, but that was the same as not having a ticket cause they didn't believe me. Right. So what happens is they come on, 
If and, and you know what, guys, don't fight with a person. If you don't have a ticket, just say you don't have a ticket. Like, because they, they also have like a direct line to the cops as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and they're legally allowed to hold you um, if you're going to cause trouble. Like, they, they have no problem calling the cops if you're going to cause a, an issue. But just, yeah, if you don't have a ticket, what they do is they go, they'll just be like, they'll be like, give me your ID. They'll, you give my ID. They'll be like, okay, next stop, walk outside with me. You walk outside. They'll take really two minutes. They'll, they'll just type your information into the thing. They'll print out this long ticket that just shows, okay, you have, and the fine is 60 euros. They give it to you, and that's it. And on the ticket, tells you how you can pay it online, or you can go fight the ticket at their office or online. Um, but it's it's really, it's not, it's like a five-minute inconvenience. It's not a huge deal. But it's a lot of money. It, it, it's a lot of money because you're like, ooh, I could have just bought a one-way ticket for three euro, and now I'm paying 60 euro. And when I first moved here, it was a 40 euro fine, but now it's 60. Yeah. And I, I also mentioned, too, if you're living here for a long time, and you're like, I don't want to buy a new ticket all the time, uh, they do have something called an ABO, which is a plastic card. And it costs, so you can get a monthly ticket from the machines, that's paper, and lasts for, you know, 31 days. And those- or 30, if that's the, that, that, that kind of month. Could be. <laughs> and those um, <laughs> those cost around 88 or 89 euro a month. But if you get the ABO, the, the card one, you pay for it monthly, but um, it only costs you, I think, I believe it's 66 euro a month. And it's just a plastic card. I, I've had mine for like six years now. Yeah. Never replace it. And they come up to use those little machines. They touch it to the card, and it tells them, "Yay or nay." I don't know what it does. Right. But uh, if you want to, if you're living in Berlin, in my opinion, that's the best thing to get if you're using the public transportation a lot. I'd say get it. The first few years I lived here, I avoided it because just the thought of 700 euro up front. You're like, oh my god, it's a lot of money. I'm a student, right? I'm yes. A, like it sounds like a lot of money, but things over time, if you bought those tickets separately, you know, each month, you're going to end up paying. 200 euro more like you spend a lot more money no, so I, I think you're right i think the first time you buy it, you pay up up front and then the years after that you pay monthly like i just pay six six euros a month now automatically for my card yeah so i don't actually yeah i think the first time i got it, i had to pay all of it up front for the whole year or the half year or something like that and then then it's my monthly payment yeah yeah, yeah. so um so it sounds like a lot of money but if, if you're going to be going to work or school every day it's going to save you money, actually. So I'd say. Oh yeah, for sure. If you live here, go for the go for the abo. Oh yeah. Now, um, now you've got your ticket. Like again, some people might not know. Like, just listen. How do we use this system? You know, getting from A to B. Yes. Yeah, so uh, there are maps all around the. I mean, not all around. Sometimes there are there are uh, maps that are in the station sometimes, but they're always actually in the um, actual trains. You can. A little, little bit, of, like a little bit above your eye level. Above, I think every single door. In, oh, the that, doors. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, every S-Bahn, U-Bahn train, train above the door. There and on both sides is a big fat map that shows the entire network of everything. And you use that, and you can find a way to connect. But also, uh, Google Maps works really, really well here in Berlin. Yeah, I know some cities it doesn't for public transportation, but here it works really well where they have usually the proper timings of when trains are going. If there's construction, it'll tell you that this line isn't going where it's supposed to. Uh, some Sometimes Google Maps will even tell you if the train is busy or not. It's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. And I would say the most the accurate way would be through the BVG app or yeah. the BVG website. Uh, obviously, they run the trains. I mean, you literally just type in where the station you're at and the station you want to go, and it tells you, get off here, switch to here, you have five minutes to walk to here, you like, and each train is this long, and blah, blah. it gives you all the options. Um, it's it, it's super easy because it'll tell you, even if you've never used system before, it'll tell you exactly what to do, so you really don't have to worry that much. Exactly, and also the trains, when you are going, like most trains they have, you know, they'll announce, like, dong, dong, and it'll say what station is next, and they also have little LED signs that tell you what station is next that work like 
60% of the time. Yeah. I think they're always broken. But you didn't mention it, but um, the, the we're about to mention it. Uh, Berlin has nine uh, subway lines. Let's say you're on the U2, right? They're called U2, U3, 4, whatever. So you're on the U2. Yeah. You're on the platform at Stadtmitte, which is a you know central station, right? And you need to go to Potsdamer Platz. Now you go in the state, and in every station, there's trains going in two different directions, right? And right. you might try to figure out, like, how, how do I know? Like, one train's going towards Pankow, one's going towards, uh, I don't know, Olympic, Olympic Stadion, Olympic Stadion, whatever it's called. Uh, what, how do I know which direction I want to go? Now, uh, just take a look at the map and just see, is it, the, the station you're going, is it towards the Olympic Stadium or is it towards Pankow? Pankow right. Because basically the, the stations that they're listing are the end stations of that line. Right. So you got to see, where am I? Is the station I want to go between me and that station they're showing over there, or me and that station over here? And, and that's and a lot how you of time know. in like, especially in the U-Bahns, not so much in the S-Bahn stations, but in the U-Bahn stations, they'll have like a little tiny, not tiny, but a little map there of just showing that one line that of you're on. True. And you can see the end stations. You kind of know which direction you need to go. You need to go in, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. But the station that that, that it's flashing is the end station. So you just got to know: Am I going towards the end station or not? And then you're good to go. And, you know, ask ask somebody if you're really confused. You know, people yeah. are nice and uh, more or less. They'll help. People help you out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and if not, like I said, Google Maps is a godsend. It's amazing. Um, now, there are a bunch of different U-Bahn lines. Like we said, there's a U1, the U2, U3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Oh, you, you read them all. Okay. There's, there's no U10 uh, yet. It's on the books. Is it? Yeah, it's on the card books to, to be built in like 20 years or something like that. Yeah, they're, they're still expanding it, which is fantastic. But like every line kind of has its own little charm, right? They're all a little bit they're, different. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they do. They have they have their own like color scheme, their own everything, right? Because like, like the U2, it's known to be red, you know, like right. because like the color scheme matches the color that is on the map because each line has its own color so that you could easily differentiate, you know? Yeah, and like the U3, I think, is a really beautiful line. They have a lot of beautiful stations off the U3. Um that like when you go on it, you just like you just look out the window, you're like whoa, that's pretty, like whoa, that's pretty. And uh, the U8, the line I live off of, um, is just just the worst, but I love it. Yeah, that, that that's a big. The U8 uh, is actually a line you if you're in Berlin as a tourist or you want to like go to a lot of cool areas in Berlin, the U8 kind of takes you through a lot of these areas. It's one of the bigger lines, yeah. So that's because it's a bigger line. That's why you get a lot of just craziness on it. Yeah, true. Um, but generally, I think the U-Bahns and S-Bahns are pretty safe. I've I've gotten robbed once because I fell asleep. But like, uh, you'll see some crazy people, but no one's really going to bother you. Um, no, it's pretty safe. People and, keep themselves. And also, like, um, they have these kind of roving U-Bahn, S-Bahn police. Uh, like not, they're not police, but they have security teams. Security teams. And about every other U-Bahn you get on, there you'll see two guys with orange vests and, you know, stab vests, uh, you know, and like... So like th there is constantly security everywhere. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's pretty well monitored, you know, maybe only like way late at night. If you're by yourself, maybe you feel a little sketchy cause there's, you know, but, but in general, it's very, it, it's especially compared to like the, no offense, New York public, uh, subway system, but like it's trash, like, uh, <laughs> inside it's disgusting. Um, yeah, they're, they're like, surprisingly pretty clean. Th these are pretty clean. Um, and there's a lot less weird stuff going on, I think than on the <laughs> New York subway system. No, I, I think there's an accurate representation of, of, of both those places. Um, yeah. And then, and then the S spawn has also a bunch of different lines and the biggest one, which I think is the most important one, which I think every city in the world should have is the ring bond. Mm. And that's an S spawn line, the S 41, the S 42, 
and they just go around the whole city clockwise or counterclockwise. Yeah. Depending depending which one you get on. Um, and they're great because you can get around the whole city incredibly quickly. True. And it's just, it's just an easy way to get around. And if you're ever lost, you can find the S-Bahn and kind of like, to kind of reorient yourself. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, r- r- really helpful because it, it helps you connect because, you know, these various subway lines are jetting out through, you know, through or slash underneath the ring bond. So if you need to get from one line to the other, you, Oh, it's like the ring bond five stops. Exactly. And I can just switch to this subway line. Super easy. Ring bond to you wait, boom in the city. Exactly. I want to go easy. And now keep in mind when you, when going back to tickets real quick, when you do get a ticket, you're usually going to buy one in the AB zone, which is everything within the ring bond. It's a big stage. That's most of the cities yeah. you'll be in. Well, but B zone's also outside the ring bond as well. A little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, and then outside the um, that A B area is the C zone, and usually that's a different ticket. You can buy an extent if you have an A B ticket already. You can buy a C extension ticket, and the airport is in the C zone. So if you're landing in Berlin at the airport, get an A B C ticket. Get yeah. A B C ticket or get an A B ticket that you'll be using for the, your trip, and just get a single use C extension ticket. And it's because the, they check all and the it's time. it's the only station in the C, at, like it's the last station on there. And if you go one on station- On that line, yeah, yeah. Yeah, on that line. If you go one station, you're not in the C. And a good story is like a couple of years ago, and I'd use, use the airport a million times. I had landed, I got on the, um, uh, you know, the train there to go back into town. Um, the train was leaving for like five minutes. So I'm just sitting there, just staring at the wall, tired from traveling. And after five minutes, suddenly I'm like, shit, this is a C zone. <laughs> and the second I saw, I thought that I hear boo, beep, boo, doors close. And then here, fog cotton bits up. Bit and, uh, and at the, at the time I had an abo, I had a yearly pass, but that only is, but it's an AB yearly pass. Like it doesn't cover me for C zones. Right. And so, Oh, 60 euro fine. And it's like, Oh, welcome back to Berlin. Fuck me. You know? Exactly. I don't know why they do that. Cause it's kind of like, especially if you're even a tourist and you're like, Oh, I'm going to the city and take the public transportation inside. Yeah. And you just get screwed over. Like right when you get right away, that's not a nice or the right way to, to greet, you know, and tourists. The person sitting next to me was this family and dad had a sh- like just shouting match with these people about it. Got so upset, you know, but in the end it's like, fair. It, yeah, I mean fair, but also it's like, okay, well, it's also we, their job you don't too. have, you don't have the right ticket, man. Sorry. Like they're not trying to be dicks. Like you just don't have the, True. And, but, and but, they're, but, just, they're just doing their job at the end of the day. I know. Uh, yeah. I, I got screwed over once too. I was coming back from Schoenefeld, which is now turned into the new airport right. in the season. And Bobby and I, we, from that back then, that train would leave every 20 minutes. So we got to the train. It was like a three-minute wait. It's like, oh, great. We had to wait too long outside. And it was cold in the winter. So we bought our ticket like 30 seconds before we got on the train, the C extension ticket. So we had our yearly ticket plus a C extension. We're like, all right, we're good if we get checked. Yeah. Woman comes up to us. Fuck on bitter. She's like, and we're like, here you go. Here's our ambo. Here's our C extension ticket. And she's which about on my phone. And she just shakes her head. She's like, nope, this doesn't count. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. I have everything I need. Yeah. And she said, you had to buy the ticket two minutes before entering the train, which I don't know if that's true. No. I've never heard that. I, I've bought tickets. No, because the people, you can buy the second before you get on the train. Like, especially if it's a paper ticket, you just run on yeah. the train. Like, But she said you have to buy it two minutes before, I guess, mm. because of fraud, because if you can see her on the train, checking tickets, you can buy it right in front of her. And, you know, I don't know what the reason was, but we both got fined 60 euro and we... Also got a bit of a, not a shouting match, but we, we had some words just to be like, That's just, just argue it a bit just because like we, yeah. we didn't understand how we paid everything we'd have to pay and still got screwed over. No, no, that's very fair because like I could be on the, the platform, a train rolls up, I'm outside of the train, 
beep, press buy ticket, and then I step on the train, and then if they catch me, they're like, technically that wouldn't be two minutes before, right? Because it's right. Ten, but that should, as long as you buy it outside of the train, that that's all fair game as far as I'm concerned. Like I've never encountered this two minutes before. Like I've never heard about it ever before. It happened to us. Um, we should have fought it, but we didn't because. We were just too tired. We came back, I think, from Thailand. Oh, yeah. It was like after like a 35-hour flight, and we're just done. And I actually, I think that was the same day that Bobby left her phone on the platform, and she had to go all the way back oh, home to get no. it. Uh, and luckily, someone found it and gave it to the Espan oh, people. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, shit. But, um, yeah, that was just a, that was a day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just just be certain that you have the correct ticket. And, again, when in, when in doubt, ask uh, another person who's in line to use the machine or something. Like, usually there'll be a Berliner, and they know what's what the, what's right. uh, what's and, going down. And they're also at the big stations. So there are a few really big stations. Um, Ostkreuz, Zutkreuz, Westkreuz, uh, Alexanderplatz, Alexander Hauptbahnhof. A lot of those actually have, um, some of them have actually little kiosks of people working there where you can buy tickets. And you can or just ask, ask questions. Yeah. And ask questions. You can ask them as well, and they'll help you out, no problem. And the cool thing about the BVG app is that when you say where you are and where you're going, it'll tell you which ticket to buy. True. Like it'll say, buy this. It should cost you three euro and ten cents, whatever. Right. And so if you if suddenly your ticket's only at euro eighty, okay, it looks like you're not buying the right ticket. So it's it's a good way to check if you want to use that. Yeah, um, the app is fantastic, and the BVG app works also with the Espan lines as well, not just yeah, Uban. Everything, yeah, yeah. And you know, I, I would say a good tourist tip. Um, speaking of the different lines, would be the U one because that is the one subway line that goes straight down the middle of Berlin, and it's above ground, like almost all all above ground. Yeah, it's a cool um, one. So it's a good one just to like just to look, you know people watch, look around, look check out the buildings and stuff. Um, the ring bond is. As well ride that just go around the whole city and just look out the windows you'll see a lot of cool stuff yeah yeah so a lot of these above ground above ground lines are fun just to ride and check things out yeah. um and as we mentioned like things like if you live here long enough by just looking out the the window of the train not even at the name of the station like you know where you are because yeah. each station in berlin has such unique architecture and coloring and you know one has a bright green tiles with weird native american motifs and one has this that like like you, you can just tell right away yep i'm at alexander Platz or yep i'm here or yep, right you know what i mean like my station for some reason has a jungle theme and you're nowhere near any of the zoos <laughs> i'm not near a zoo i'm not near a jungle at all it's pretty like a concrete schoolyard over there uh and for some reason it's like monkeys and zebras and jungle leaves and i, I really don't understand why but they decided to do it that in that way at that station for some reason like that should be at zoologischer garten like where the zoo right. is yeah. that should be at the zoo yeah which makes sense or at uh tier park or something like but it's not it's really cool the uh, one for Naturkunde museum which is a, a nature uh museum uh where they have like the t-rex of like uh uh, T-Rex bones and dinosaur bones and things like that. Sure. They actually have like a big T-Rex. It looks like a, it looks like real T-Rex bones in the wall. Yeah. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, some have really appropriate theming. Um, and But then you go on some lines and each station looks very similar except for the coloring is a little bit different. You know, right. kind of some kind of the, I think the further the further you get out from the city center and they know no tourists are going on, the money going into them are a lot less. And so they're a lot more boring. Um, I think you want a big, wide variety is the U6. Every station looks completely different and don't make any sense at all. U7 also has some very funky, funky stations um, as well. That's true, yes. I, I mean... God, I, I actually, I think there exists like a book just about like of every station, like the pictures of every station. It's probably, it should be, yeah. It's probably fascinating to look at it because like the, it's, it's the variety is huge. Like, and, and to be honest, I probably, I probably only written like 50% of everything available here. Um, 
There's, there's, yeah. there's no way I've read all of it. I mean, no, 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 no. There's no way in hell I can no, even do that. 100 and whatever, 70 something stations. Like, yeah, I've been to maybe half because half you just like, there's never had a reason to go there. You know what I mean? No, but it's also a really fun way to explore the city. So I like going on photo walks, especially in the summer or in the autumn and, um, or in the spring, pretty much anytime it's not cold. I like going on photo walks and sometimes what I like to do is pick and pick us a, a line that I haven't used very often. Oh, nice. I just kind of go on it and just yeah. pick a station that looks pretty and just get off and explore that part of the city. And you're like, you find some really cool spots in the city. There's nice areas that you normally wouldn't go visit. So like the U3, for example, I never take, but I've taken it twice now just doing photo walks because I'm like, I know it's a pretty station, like the actual stations themselves, um, a pretty line, I mean, but it's also like going to different parts of the city that we just never really go to. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, really cool. And actually, that's a good, um, fun thing to do when you just don't have anything else planned for the weekend, you know? Yeah, just so hop on a train. Grab a friend and just go check. Yeah, just like, hey, I've never been to this area before, and then check it out. Yeah. There's a fun drinking game you can play called the Ring Bond drinking game. So the Ring Bond goes around the city, mm-hmm. and you just go with a few friends. I've never done it before because I have to pee a lot. You go with a few <laughs> friends with like a bunch of beers, and you have to drink. And then uh, the first one has to pee just to get, after, get off at that station, and everyone else goes off without them. But then what do they do? They go home or? I don't know. Or they have to wait there for the ring bond to come all the way back around. Maybe. Or you have to cut through the city trying to catch them on the other side. Man. And that's the only thing is, um, yeah, none of the Berlin Transit public transit stations have bathrooms. So that's no. unfortunate. I remember when I lived in Vienna, uh, a, a lot of the subway uh stations had like public bathrooms for this so, and really? i was like yeah and it was freaking awesome yeah yeah i mean that that's just a thing about berlin generally the toilet situation is not good they're slowly trying but uh but it's yeah but yeah but anyways but you know also i'll tell you like i really love the the bvg um really cool company like this this system is really easy to use like you said because there's no turnstile there's no like when you go to london there's like this big fatty line you have to get into yes. just just to scan your ticket just to get in. Can't stand Here it. Here you can, from the street, run into the U-Bahn, get on a train, run right off. There's no barriers. to like So things go really snapping really quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Again, like you need to, you need to, you're moving from one apartment to another. You can literally bring a desk onto the subway train. Nobody cares. You can bring a couch onto the S bahn. I've seen it plenty of times. It's, you know it's what I mean? actually kind of encouraged. Like right. the the BVG had a commercial called Ismi Egal, which means like doesn't matter to me. Right. And it's all like things you can bring onto the train, and they don't care. It's like bring a pony. Yeah. We don't care. Yeah, and people have done it. Like they they bring their pony on. And they put it on Instagram, whatever. And yeah, yeah like they're really flexible. Um, yeah. And I've, I've, with everything except for your bike, your bike, you need to get a separate ticket for everything yeah. else is yeah. fine. Yeah. You need a bike ticket. Um, but that's fine, you know, cause, uh, most of the time you're riding your bike, so it's okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, like let's tell a few stories. Cause I, I you mentioned before, which you kind of glossed over really yeah. quickly was that, uh, you had gotten robbed on, and I think there's a story there. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not that big of a story. Um, well actually, yeah, I was on the way back from, I don't know, something late, late, late in the evening. Um, after mean, some adult beverages, yeah, I was gonna say involved consuming uh, probably alcohol. Chances are <laughs> some little alcohols. Or were you just high on life? <laughs> that's that's it. Um, and I don't know. It's probably three three something in the morning, and I was on the way home. I just bought this new phone like a week ago, Ooh. and I guess I was on my phone. I fell asleep, and with, the, with your phone in your hands, I'm I'm assuming so. Oh, I don't man. really know, but I'm. Or drop to the floor or whatever. Who knows? It had to be in my hands. It had to be in my hands. And um, someone just wakes me up. He's like, hey, man, wake up. We're at the end of the line. And I was that, like... That was nice of him, though. It was super nice. Because yeah. sometimes I, I, 
people don't say anything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, thanks, thanks a lot, man. I go out and then I kind of like, check my pockets. I'm like, you know, patting myself down. I'm like, where's my phone? I asked him. I was like, do you my phone? <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't have anything. You, you can check my, you can check my pockets. You can check whatever you want. And I was like, no, no, man, I, I believe you all good. But I was like, can I use your phone? You know, I can like find my phone, you know? And it didn't work. And then I asked him, I was like, so my phone was stolen pretty much. It was gone. After well, a week he, of having it, somebody just pulled it out of your hand. Just pulled it out of my hand. So I was like, "What are you? What are you doing here?" And he kind of, he kind of just said in like really deadpan, straight face. He's like, "Oh, I just uh, ride the bus late at night to wake, wake people up." Maybe he was joking. I don't know. Sounds like a joke. Or he's just, or you, you just interact with the weirdest guy ever. It could have been. And then I rode back the other direction with him. We talked for a little while. Wait, why nice did you ask him? What are you doing here? I was just wondering, I was like, it's four in the morning or whatever it was. It's late. It's at the end of the station. He was waiting with me outside. Oh. So he, he wasn't going anywhere. Oh, he wasn't in a rush. Yeah. So he was just hanging out. I was like, what are you doing? And he just, that's what he said. This. So he actually rode back with me the opposite direction. Um, and we talked for a little while. Nice guy. Um, so I, I liked him. That was a good, that was a good experience. So maybe he does just wake up. I think he does. People. That's random. Maybe he's like, maybe he has a late night shift. There's an early shift or whatever. And he's like, Ryan the bond at night. Maybe it's cathartic for him. I don't know. But yeah. And, and didn't you say, it's, uh, own, man. it's a big city. A lot of weird people. Speaking of weird people, didn't you say like once somebody almost stole your wallet, but then gave it back to you or something? Yeah, yeah I was waiting for a uh, for a tram once, also pretty late at night after a few adult beverages. <laughs> Seems like a, a theme. There's definitely a theme here. Trend. And I was just waiting, and this guy comes up to me, asks me for a cigarette. I was like, sorry, I want to have one. And then we just talked for a bit. And like he was definitely not German. I think he was Spanish or something from a Spanish-speaking country. Right. And so we were kind of speaking broken German English to each other. Um, so we talked for a bit and then he's like, come dance with me or something like this. I don't remember exactly what it was. So did was you, kinda, did you dance with him? Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to sidewalk waiting for the tram. I'm dancing with him for a bit. And then he's like, do you know my profession? And I was like, no man. Cause I don't, I don't know you. And he's like, I'm professional. I was like, professional what? And he shows me my wallet. And I was like, oh, that's, he, he had your wallet already. Yeah, already. He already had it. Oh, God. And I was like, that's my wallet. He's like, yeah, I know. Well, clearly you knew. <laughs> And then he's like, I'm professional. And I was like, that's, that's great for you, but can I have my wallet back, please? <laughs> and he's like, sure. So he just gave it back to me. And then he looks at me like deadpan. He's like, 20 euro? Like for, for like his trick that he did. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. You just robbed me real quick. Basically like, can, can you just give me the money that I was planning on stealing from you? Anyways, right. you know what I mean? And then he's like, all right, have a good evening. And he walked away. And he was like super happy and go lucky about it. You got lucky. You had like the maybe, nicest pickpocket ever. Maybe maybe he's enjoyed my company and me dancing with him. I don't know what it was, but uh, he didn't rob but, but me. He taught you a valuable lesson: do not dance with strangers on the U-Bahn because do that. Uh, that gives them a chance to get their arm near their near uh, your pocket there. Yeah, it does. Um, and also, I, I general recommendation of living in a big city: just put your wallet in your front pocket. Or like deep inside of a bag, you know people can't steal. Yeah, and, and I, I back say, pocket, not a good idea. I, I had a little uh, experience with this where once um, when I used to ride the U two every day to work because I was um, working in Charlottenburg for a couple of years, yep. um, and, and I, I was just standing on the you know it's like seven in the morning. You're like you're not even awake. You're just like staring at the wall. You know, basically like uh, you know uh, <laughs> on your way to work. And uh, this couple gets on pretty f- fancy dress, I must say, for okay. for Berlin, pretty fancy with like the kind of like a fur coat. The woman had like had a fur coat and they're, you know, pretty fancy couple. Mm-hmm. And and they they walk in, you know, side by side, kind of just chatting, like I don't know where they're going, but it's pretty early. They walk in, and I notice there's this guy walking behind them, rather close. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, and my mind's kind of like that's interesting. And I kind of look down, and I see his arm, and he's draped his scarf over his arm, mm. just hiding the fact that his arm was like you know 
like elbow deep in her purse and and he was just like had the scarf kind of draped over to like this oh, man. Like, like this will hide it what a dick and um the only reason i caught it was just he was just so awkwardly close for no reason you know like there was nobody behind there was not like it wasn't like a big it wasn't a crowded station yeah. or anything and um i remember just staring at it like am i and then i kind of looked around and nobody's noticed and i'm and that's when i was just like and i walked over and i was like hey he's he's stealing your your wallet like <laughs> just and, straight and, up like, just so you know yeah, your wallet's getting no, stolen no, no, right and, now and, but, but like as i said that like of course they're like huh you know like they don't really know what it, who because like they didn't even know and but the second luckily the guy he looked at me and he oh, and then he just he ran out of the door um uh right before the doors went went closed or whatever oh, so uh, I, and i i don't know if he got anything or not but um but anyways having said that i'll tell you like pickpockets in berlin they exist but it is not a problem b- bigger than any any other like like in 10 years of living in berlin i've never had my, anything pickpocketed I'll, I'll just say that right now. so like good for you yeah so um it's not like a common th- everyday no, thing it's, it's definitely not like somewhere like barcelona or something yeah. like that but, but it, it, it exists mean, it's, of course it exists it exists in every big city um but just have your street smarts about you keep your eye out just always you know look around because you're in the city you always gotta look around exactly um yeah and then um and i think i, I mentioned my my worst story already on this podcast at some point when i got arrested on the um the s-bond for having a fake ticket uh oh, yeah. i think i mentioned that once but you know I'll, I'll do the really short the short version uh i did not actually know i had a fake ticket now what i used to do back in the day was i'd go on ebay kleinzeigen which was like the like craigslist if you're in the u.s yep. and people legally can sell like if they're going to be out of town for a month they can sell their monthly ticket on there and usually you can get it cheaper than in than you could even in an abo or in the machine so i bought my tickets there because i'd save money that way and it's perfectly legal even my lawyer said so so don't <laughs> don't give, don't try to throw that at me uh perfectly legal to do and um and it's something I was doing for years, and just that month, like every other month I've done, I somebody was posting a ticket. I went, I bought it from them, all good. A few days later, I'm riding S-Bahn, controller gets on tickets. I'm like, yeah, fine, here's my ticket. But then as he's looking at it, he looks at it way too long, and I'm like, oh, what's going on here? Uh, that, yeah, that, that's never a good sign. And then he just says, um, come with me. And that's when I was like, oh, no, what's going on? Like, And then we get out, and he's like, like yeah, this is a fake ticket. Um so yeah, I need, I need your ID. And at the time, you know, like most, uh, foreigners, like I didn't have a, um, my, uh, visa as a card. It was in my, it's in a sticker in my passport. And I don't, right. so, so you only had your American, uh, uh, right. uh, ID, I'm assuming. And he's that, and he's like, that's not enough. You have to come with me to the police station. And I'm like on the way to work. And I'm like, Oh, so, but luckily the station we were at had a police, it was the help on off. He's like, Oh, yeah. Take me to police station and they, they show it to the guy and everything's friendly. And they're like, Oh, where'd you get the ticket? I'm like, I'm like, Oh, and like, luckily I had the, all the messaging and my email. I bought it on eBay client side from this guy. Here's his phone number. Um, I can show you the um, 60 euro that I withdrew from the ATM to pay him. Uh, I, I did not fake this ticket at all. Like I had no idea it was fake, blah, blah. blah. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I'm there for like 20 minutes. Everything's nice. And then as I'm leaving, he's like, okay, I need you to just sign these forms. And everything's in German, very like legalese German, right? right. So uh, there's just no chance I'm going to understand <laughs> half of it. So I'm like, yeah, any chance you have like a, could have this in English? Yeah, sure. We can have English form. And he brings it out. And that's when I read the thing. And it's like, you know, you're signing this to confirm that you've been arrested and charged with the following crimes. And I'm like, you know, like (laughs) at at no point did the German police say I was under arrest or anything. They're very cordial. There's no arrest procedures, no fingerprinting, like nothing like that. It was a very friendly arrest. Yeah. And like the the BVG. uh, Was it it arrestful arrest? (laughs) It was a restful arrest. 
And I'm like, what? And I'm looking at the the charges, and it's like serious, like fraud, forgery of official documents, fraud. This, this is. And I'm like, oh, oh my, God. like I'm like, I'm like, I'm charged with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, so he said it just matter. I mean, I think he deals with criminals every day, so he has no empathy anymore. I'm like, I'm like, I didn't, I didn't make these tickets. Like somebody else made. He's like, yeah, but you're in possession with it, so we just assume you made it. So, and like, very just matter of fact. I'm like, I'm charged with fraud, and of course, that's as a, that's a great investigation, right? Right, and and as a foreigner. This is terrifying because you can lose your visa and be deported for a crime like that. Easily. Right. Yeah, of right. course. Um, anyways, long story short, I had to get a lawyer, spend like a thousand euro. And then after a lot of fighting, got the case dismissed. Finally, after I could, I could, I could just, pr- I could prove I could show I withdrew money at the ATM right next to the address that in the messages, the guy told me to meet him to buy this. Like I could prove it was. And eventually they actually found that there was this gang who had like placed a dynamite on a, uh, a BVG, um, ticket machine blew it up stole all the blank tickets out of it and then had printed their own dates and stuff on it you know and then we're selling those like you know what i mean holy shit um so eventually they, they could prove it wasn't me but um so yeah they're, they're, everyone just just get your tickets from the machines or from the app no, no, not not machines. That'll, that'll cost you money. Like, get them online. Get get the yearly tickets. You know, like, um, but yeah, if you're here just tourists, yeah, get them from machines. Because in some stations, there'll be these homeless-looking people who say, "Oh, I have a ticket for half price." Whatever. Yes. Do not get it from them. Don't buy it from it anybody on the station. Yeah, it might Never. sound like good, but it's it's they're, 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 you're just gonna get screwed. Yeah, ne- yeah, that, yeah. That's a really good piece of advice. People will try to sell you things in the station. I haven't seen as much recently, to be honest. I think it was more of a thing scam having a few years ago. Yeah, there's but a certain- if you see that, just don't ever buy tickets from those people. They say, "I have an extra one. I mean to buy this." Don't listen to it. Say no, thank you. Yeah. And move on. I could be, maybe ten percent of the time it's a real ticket. The rest of the time, it, there's going to be something fishy about it. Exactly. Uh, just don't do it. Um, yeah, there it is. There it is. The, the, we're, we're now at the end station of this episode. Ooh, I'm trying to punt it up. How's it go? Terminus. Please leave the train here. Alle aussteigen, yeah. bitte. Um, but we're gonna. Oh, sorry, Endstation. Endstation. But we're going to uh, to enter a different station. Ooh. Whi- what's the station called? The station's called a whiskey station. <laughs> oh my! Wow, we're awful. Stupid. Are you guys even there? Is anybody still listening? Is, at this is point? anyone still here? Oh, yeah. I think we're talking to ourselves. Anyways, if you're still here, it, send us. Pour me a splash. We we need the code word. Send us. What's the code word, Jeff? Send us. Kegel. What? Kegel. Kegel? Like a Kegel exercise. Kegel. Okay. Send us that. <laughs> um, again, this is the uh, Laws Whiskey House, San Luis Valley Straight Rye Whiskey from Colorado. Uh, it's 47.5% alcohol, so it's, it's up there. Nice. I'm actually very surprised that you still have whiskey. I thought you liked this whiskey. Oh, but you did have a bigger pour than me, maybe. True. I, 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 def, I, once I split ours up, I actually added a little bit more. I, 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 I had a lot. <laughs> oh my god! You can't talk, and you know why now? It's that alcohol again. The trend, the trend <laughs> continues. The trend continues. I'm gonna get robbed tonight. Mm, still smells good. Still tastes good. That's a very, that's very tasty. It is very tasty. It's it's got a lot going on for it. Um, it's got it got it got a finally a good burn, which the last one lacked any sort of yeah meaningful burn. It's it's got a spicy flavor to it, like a lot of different flavors and spices. And it's, the aftertaste it sticks with you for a while. The last one, it was like the second it went down your throat, it was gone because it was just crap. But this, like, I'm still tasting it from 
yeah. 20 seconds ago when I had the sip. Now, for a rye, I would prefer it to be a bit sweeter, mm. you know? Okay. Uh, and also, I prefer it to be a little bit smoother. I think that's just because it's aged at least three years. Or what does it say? Aged, um, yeah, at least three years. I think it was aged a little bit longer. I think it might be a little bit smoother. Mm. But the, the flavor is really there, and um, I'm really enjoying it. So with those two little knockdowns on it, even though I like it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the salt. Like, actually, I'm going to go with the... Oh, an eight. I like yeah? this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, 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 the very first sip I had at the beginning of this episode, I was like, that's an eight. Like, I just, oh, knew, yeah? I just knew it right away. Yeah, I was like, the thing is, for some reason, when, when something's just like really good, but not the best I've ever had, just my mind is like, that's an eight. I don't know why. Yeah, kind of me too. Um, and I can't knock it really that much because um, it's good. So I think we'll have some more of this for sure. And Anna, you're you're amazing. You're a legend. Absolute I mean, legend, Anna. The fact that you even took the time to... Hey, carry this whiskey all the way to us. Meet us. Pay for this whiskey. You met us, and we had tons of fun. Hopefully, uh, we'll see you at some point, at some other meetup at some point, because it was it was fun times. So. As, as as you continue your, your your travels, yeah, actually, I think she's doing like a like a like a three, three month place. European tour. She's doing a crazy fun. So I, yeah. hope, I hope you're safe. I hope you're having fun still. Yeah, you know, uh, shoot us a message. Uh, give us an update. Uh, which uh, which city slash country you're at? That'd be yeah, please do. Interesting to hear. And uh, to everyone else. Thank you for listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Again, if you want to give us a review on Apple Podcasts, we appreciate it. If you don't, then don't. Again, it's your life. You do what you want with it. Right. And if you're feeling in the mood, um, again, on our website, bottom of any page is our donation button. The donations sincerely help. And everyone who's donated so far has kept us going. And without you, we might not be talking into a microphone right now. We might be talking to ourselves un- unrecorded. <laughs> it's the worst. We're like PBS. We're right. paid for by viewers like, like you. you. <laughs> we should have like a telephone. We should have a telephone. A live telephone. Uh, we're we're going to have a telephone. We're, we're on the screen. We're just like, ding. Oh, look, Jackson in Mississippi. Uh, we we, we got to end this episode. Yeah, I know. Everyone, stay safe, stay healthy, stay thirsty. Goodbye. Kegel.